On this month's show, we're talking about new bikes shown at ICMA, a new moto cafe in British Columbia, and a new 185 horsepower dirt bike coming to market. What? It's all coming up on this month's episode of the Sound Rider Show. Hi, this is Anthony with Ride Motorsports in Woodenville. Welcome to the Sound Rider Show. Support for the Sound Rider Show is provided in part by. Valentine Motorworks, Seattle's independent service shop specializing in BMW motorcycles and beyond. Call or visit them to discuss your next service or restoration project soon. Find them online at valentinemotorworks.com. And now live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington, join us for the latest episode of the Sound Rider Show. A candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now, here are your hosts, Tom Merritt and whoever else happens to drop by today. Welcome riders from all over the Pacific Northwest, from all over the United States, from all over Turtle Island. I guess that is the United States, isn't it? Anyhow, we are here with the December Soundwriter Show. You got Tom, me, and Jen, hey. you. <laughs> and uh, so let's uh, – we didn't have a November show or an October show. Let's, uh, let's get people up to speed why that was. That was November, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. It was the November yeah. show we didn't have. See, we don't even know what month we're in. That's, that's the problem. That's how busy we are. <laughs> So uh, you got you got a touch of the flu, or what'd you get? Oh, I just had a, a bad head cold that seemed to be going around, and I didn't want to sound like a stuffed up, uh, you know, puffer fish or whatever trying to, you know, trying to talk. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate that because that way you didn't get anybody sick either. You know, anybody that would have been listening to the show as possible right. could have gotten sick from you, and, and you were. You were a good citizen for not doing that. That's right. I sounded so terrible that it would it's contagious. Yeah. And I know, you know, I could have got the virus in my headphones from you. <laughs> That's right. And that wouldn't be good. That's right. You don't want an ear virus. <laughs> and then I was crazy busy. And um, I'm still kind of crazy busy. Same. I'm going I'm to give you a uh, just a rundown of my day today. Sure. <laughs> so uh, in the morning, I got up, did my morning stuff, and then I walked dogs for two hours. Yep. On a uh, nice, cold, chilly morning. Yeah. And then I put together a monthly playlist that I do for Spotify every month. And then um, I had some lunch. I laid out 14 sheets of baseboard and put the first coat on them. Nice. You doing like a stain? Uh, a no, no. It's just white. Paint. White yep. onto PVC. So gotcha. it's going to look like snow pretty soon outside my neighbor's doorway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we've already had snow, so right. <clears throat> who will who will know the difference? Right. And now we're recording the show. When we get done with the show, I'm going to put the second coat on those baseboards. Sure. 
And uh, I'm actually doing the show in painter's coveralls today. Can you imagine that? (laughs) There you go. <laughs> you know, are you finding that the paint is drying more slowly because it's so cold, or are you? you well, I got them in, in the house. That's warm enough. In the house, they're okay, laid out. In the house. My living room yeah. is a paint shop right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet that smells real good. I hope you have good ventilation. In it's there. not bad. It's a latex made by uh, Benjamin Moore, and it doesn't really <laughs> have an odor. And then the last but not least, before I knock off for the end of the day, I got to change the cats litter box sure yeah that's very important so yeah it's crazy around here yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i know never a dull moment i swear there's there's just always so much to do and uh i wonder sometimes if i'm over committing myself but it's all fun stuff usually well not all of it but (laughs) a fair amount i miss the days you know if i get so busy i can't get out for a walk i you know the i think with the dog walking you're you're really really doing yourself a favor because it forces you to get out and get some exercise yeah it does it really does i i I, and that's something that i won't give up i just you know i've I've thought about maybe dropping it and Mm -hmm. doing the other gig work that i do more Mm -hmm. but i don't want to give up my my little four-footed buddies and i know they're so fun Yep, exactly. So, yeah. So yeah. here we are talking about motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the, the second uh, thing we need to talk about, and this does have something to do with motorcycles, because for a while nobody could look at our used bikes, nobody could look at our calendars. Uh-oh. Uh, all our databases failed. Uh-oh, what happened? So, you know, in the world of uh, online media, pretty much any online media website you look at has has one or more databases associated with it that has all sure. the content. Right. So uh, we have databases that have all our calendar content, anything that you could submit a form on, like put an event in or uh, put a used bike in. Uh, those are all databases in the background that suck up that, that information. Yep. So uh, I got on the phone with my friends, and I'm not going to be nice and not say the name. It was GoDaddy. GoDaddy? Got on the phone with GoDaddy, and I said, what's going on? And an hour and a half later. Oh, um, painful. They said, "Uh, you know what? We changed a protocol for how you connect to the databases, and you need the new Uh protocol information. I'm like, (laughs) Really? So, like, wouldn't you probably yeah. want to send an email to all your sure. customers and tell Maybe. them what that info is? Or are you going to wait yeah. till they have a fail and you right. take an hour and a half to figure it out for one customer? Yeah, I no must have been kidding. the first guy that called that day or something. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So then we yeah. got them all up and running. Mm. And wasn't that hard to do? Sure. I have to say, long ago when we started – Doing data-driven websites, um, yep. our friend Doug down in Oregon was instrumental in helping me uh, get to the heart of what was wrong and make it sure. work. And and uh, he yeah, really pushed me around on how to figure it out for myself too. And a lot of times, so when I was on the phone with GoDaddy, I knew exactly yeah. what was going on, and I was telling. Right. And it took them a while to figure it out. How did you discover it? I discovered it when I went into. I think I was going to put in a calendar item or something, oh. mm-hmm. and then I hit the page and I got the yellow page with the yeah. error. And I and I have the error message show, so oh, I sure. can read through what the problem is. Yep. So, anyways, um, 
Uh, more about motorcycles. Yeah, so then the yeah. uh, the calendar, uh, I went – I was working on the show here the other day to get the stuff together ready for the calendar and I went yep. and hit the calendar page and I had to add a new event and I thought, well, I'm just going to try it off the website. Yeah. failed. Oh, no. When I went to open the uh. form, the whole thing failed. So then I had to uh, – I had to – you know, I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to – I hit it three more times. And I didn't really have time to get on the phone with GoDaddy for an hour and a half. But lo and behold, I think those error messages go to them automatically. And so an hour later, it was fixed. Oh, nice. So anybody who was trying to put something in on the calendar, try now because I've got it working again. Yeah, uh, and it looks like uh, you've got a decent number of uh, used motorcycles on there and uh calendar looks like it's working now <laughs> yeah and see <laughs> yeah. so so then oh, danielle does all our used motorcycles down in in uh kent area yeah and she i had to rewrite her entire gateway to get in oh, and then wow. i had to send that to her and and i haven't heard back from her but i she updates every month yeah so what a pain what a big pain. Yeah, big pain. And the same thing, all the same stuff happened on the Seattle Dining, our sister website. Oh, so. sure. Crazy. Yeah, it's a bummer, too, when those things happen and you don't get warning or a heads up that something's coming. You're just like, oh, oh, look, a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a pretty big problem. <laughs> oh, it's going to take a long time to fix it? Great. <laughs> and it's not like I have an hour and a half to sit on the phone right. with these guys and watch the paint right. dry, you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> unless you do, unless you are watching the paint dry. <laughs> I'm working while I'm watching the paint dry right, right now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> all right, oh, well, we, well, I'm glad it's all up and running. Yep. So we really do have motorcycle stuff to talk about. I think there's some pretty cool information here. News Bites coming up. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Cycle Barn of Smoky Point. Your destination location for all things Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, and KTM. Featuring a large showroom and fully staffed service area, the Smoky Point Cycle Barn is the place to come and compare all the latest models, have your bike serviced, and shop for aftermarket apparel and parts. Visit them online at CycleBarn.com. Hello, my name is Don Harvey, and I'm from Preston, Washington. And totally unrehearsed, one of my favorite rides in the Pacific Northwest, a day ride, let's say, is on the Olympic Peninsula, the High Steel Bridge, and up over the pass to Lake Wyanuchi, and just make a nice loop and a good day of it. One of my favorite places to go if I have a nice weekend in the Pacific Northwest. Hi, this is Andrew from Scorpion XO, and you're listening to The Soundwriter Show. Back on the Soundwriter Show, it's a December 2022 edition. And while it may be 34 degrees outside right now, there's 
plenty going on. First thing we got on uh, our news bites section here today is that Buell is back again. And this time they're coming with a 185 horsepower dirt bike. What? So crazy. That's crazy. You know, I, I looked up, I thought, well, you know, who, who's big in the dirt bike world? Well, I'll just look up KTM and I looked up the 450. The bike's 43 horsepower. <laughs> this bike's four times that. What are you going to yeah. do? What's going to happen to people on 185 horsepower? You know, you get those guys with the big egos and I can do anything. Sure. Wow. Yeah, this is going to be the fastest production dirt bike. And yeah, how fast? What is the scenario where you need to go so fast that you need 185 horsepower? So fast what are that you, you up turn to? into scramble eggs when you hit a tree. Right. Yeah, I say you maybe, um, you know, maybe you you uh, set yourself up to dig ditches with it or something with that back tire. And do some know. landscaping. That's it. Do some landscaping. Maybe it'll be a good landscaping tool. <laughs> a little landscaping right over here. <laughs> I need to dig a trench today, and right. I've got the motorcycle that's going to do it. Yeah, that's right. Get the Buell out. <laughs> Speaking of digging a trench with a motorcycle... There is a new cafe in Vancouver, B.C. called the Burnout Cafe. Ah, love it. So we always like moto-themed cafes. Uh, sadly, most of them don't last very long, but sure. uh, there always seems to be a good half dozen of them up and down uh, the coast here in the Pacific Northwest. And um, you might recall earlier this year I ran an article on – five moto cafes yeah so i guess i can probably pretty much churn that one every year anyways there you go you know i've i've seen quite a few bikes out still this month and um uh you know so if you're still out riding there you go you've got a destination i saw motorcycles out until about last week yeah <laughs> yep. it's no well that's true i haven't seen any this week but uh uh you know, <laughs> there might be a few brave souls out there riding through the slush. On uh, Facebook, we gave everybody a link to an article on a resident of Camas, Washington. His name is Keith Clayton. He's 56 years old, and he signed up to do the Baja 1000. Hey, now, maybe if he had a 185 horsepower dirt bike, you could do there that in go. about... 10 hours, right? There you go. I bet uh, I bet they'll see a lot of action down there on those. Yep. So we applaud him for, for attempting to do that, although I did go and look at the final scorecard, and Keith was a DNF. Did not sure. finish. So. Yeah. But, you know, I think I'm going to sit down tonight and watch some of the U2 highlights from the ball. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. those are always so. fun. Mm-hmm. I seem to remember they used to run that in December, and now they ran it in November. I don't hmm. know why. Maybe maybe their scorpions are warmer in the November. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> seen anything about uh, why they made that change either. Um, back in October, we saw that the Owyhee Motorcycle Club – Sounds like Hawaii, but it's really in Idaho. <laughs> it, it's actually a connection uh, between the word Hawaii and Hawaii. You can oh, yeah. look that up in Wikipedia if you're really bored. <laughs> 
Anyways, um, it looked like they were going to lose their track right. because they had a number of environmental issues they had to yep. remediate. Major, yep, major erosion, I think, was one of them. Yeah. So um, between then and now, they've gone and gotten the club listed, the club and both the club and the property listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Wow. So I guess what that's going to do is it's going to it's going to protect them from being shut down. And it may also give them some funding or some access to some funding that they need. Sure. Yeah, that'll help them get that uh, that restored and then uh, maybe be able to continue doing their events out there. And the big deal about the Owyhee Motorcycle Club is they are now one of the oldest existing motorcycle clubs in the U.S. Right. So good for them. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, AMA has a sweet stakes going on from now through the 12th of December. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of giveaways. I think uh, one for each of the what they're calling the 12 days of Christmas giveaway or sweepstakes. And, uh, you know, it's, if you go to AmericanMotorcyclist.com, you've got the there's an, an entry form there. You don't have to make any purchases to enter. I did, uh, you know, yesterday that website and that form was working. Uh, today it wasn't, so they. Oh, might maybe be they use a... GoDaddy for their. Yeah, maybe, uh-huh. maybe so. So uh, if if it doesn't work, you know, try again. But uh, you just have to get an entry in by uh, December twelfth. If it doesn't uh, then... work, cause the form to fail four <laughs> yeah. times in a there row. There you go, and then come there back in go. an hour. Yeah, keep trying. Keep See, it's trying. all keep interrelated. Trying. All this computer right. talk has everything in the world to do with motorcycles. There you go. It sure does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but they're giving away a bunch of cool prizes, so check that out. It's free. What are the prizes? I tried to see what they were, and I couldn't find Oh, them. you know what? I didn't retain that in my – I think there was some – there might have been some heated gear. There might have been – oh, gosh, I can't remember now. There's I, a little probably... pull-down menu for the prizes, and it was blank. Maybe it, maybe it's connected oh. to that database I'm on. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I did get, I did get the – I did see some of that yesterday, but um, I have since – Left that, let that all slip right out of my mind. Huh. All righty. Uh, let's see. More local news. Uh, Moto America at the Ridge in 2023. Tickets yeah. are on sale now. Yeah, they have announced that um, and, and kicked those tickets out. And so that's June 20, what is it, 23rd through the 25th. And that also, uh, once again, <laughs> It conflicts with uh, the Tour Tech Rally out in Plain, Washington. So you have to pick which moto event you want to go to. You could try to cram in both, but um, the Moto America has a bunch of different ticket packages available. You can do camping out there. Um, although I didn't see the camping info. But anyway, they've got ticket packages on sale. You can go check that out. And then what happens right after that on the 27th and 28th, um, the the um, I think the Tuesday and Wednesday after, is uh, the Yamaha Champion School Rider School training is is going to be happening? Uh, so if you want to uh, get in on that, they've got that information up too. So you can start planning your 2023 moto activities and start getting your tickets now, and uh, or give them as gifts. Um, some of that stuff's available. Yeah. 
Um, and speaking of the Tour Tech Rally, the registration is open on that event now as well. Yeah, and they're looking for vendors, they're looking for volunteers, they're looking for presenters, they're looking for people to scout out rides ahead of time. So um, you can start uh, getting involved in that, um, you know, well before June if you're interested. Yep. Get your planning underway. That's right. It's I know it's December, but uh, June's going to be here in a blink. So get on it. So then you bumped into this Harley Davidson recall. Yeah, that's a big one. Two hundred thousand really, really units. Yeah, how crazy is that? All These the bikes. CVO models. Yeah, and it looks like there are what two thousand or twenty nineteen through twenty twenty two models. Um, uh, the, that's probably yeah. that's probably a little more than half the inventory they I sold know. during that period. Isn't that intense? That's so crazy. It's some an issue with the brake lamp, and so if you're if you've got a, a trike CVO trike, a touring or CVO touring, what was the other one? Um, check out the the recall info and make sure you get that taken care of. And I I read it where it said that it's a a problem in the computer chip where the computer chip determines when the brake light should go on. Mm. (laughs) You know, I I would just uh, like a simple switch, please. (laughs) That kind of ties back into like when we were talking, I don't know, a couple months ago about, um, you know, engine braking versus hitting your brake light when you've got motorists or cars behind you that that uh, might not realize you're stopping um you know if your brake light's coming on and off at, at odd times uh, that could be pretty um disruptive and dangerous yeah maybe now anytime I get, now anytime i get behind a harley and see the brake light come on i'm gonna think they're a crying wolf or something <laughs> right are you stopping are you Is not stopping what's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. So check that out. Get that fixed if uh, you're impacted by that. Um, by the way, I want to thank Derek Roberts. A lot of people who listen to this show know Derek because he was the co-host with me for I don't know, six years, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at the mixing board today, and on the back of it, it had the date code. It was built in October 2014. <laughs> it's that eight-year-old mixing board we're coming through on here. Nice. Nice. It's a nice one, though. But anyways, uh, Derek pointed out that uh, the custom bike guy up on Aurora Avenue in Seattle, uh, Zachy's Custom Choppers, is up for sale. Ah, okay. So if you're looking to get in on the smoking deal for a custom bike shop. Shop. Yeah, get your own shop. Uh, Anyways... That's our news bites. Uh, should we just roll on to the calendar? Sure, yeah, we can do that. Let's do Not, that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our first one here is going to be on Saturday, December 3rd. Pictures with Santa at Hell's Canyon Harley-Davidson in Lewiston, Idaho. Fun. Now, don't you all jump on your bikes and ride out there too quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep in mind, I, I put this in here because... A lot of shops, particularly Harley-Davidson shops, yes. have pictures with Santa, and sure. you could just check the calendar. I I would seriously recommend you check their Facebook page. I'm noticing that most Harley dealers don't maintain yeah. their calendar, but oh. they do put their events on their Facebook page. Gotcha. That's a good tip. So, uh, you know, 
pretty much any Harley shop. I th- I, th- I wonder if it's mandated. Do you think it's a mandate that oh. they have to have a pictures with Santa or some kind of? They have or to have a, some kind of Christmas <laughs> or holiday event. Sure, sure, and toy toy drives and holiday events and yeah, maybe so. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. I when you initially said that, I was thinking there are probably a lot of Harley. Actually, maybe I shouldn't say this, but there's a lot of Harley riders that look like Santa. <laughs> is that fair to say? Is that terrible? I don't uh, know. I, 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 you're a racist now. That's it. You're, right. Jeez. Uh, oh <laughs> no, I, 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 I think most people would agree with you. There is a number of Harley Davidson riders who look mm-hmm. like Santas, but, yeah. but then the same goes true for Goldwing riders and Moto Guzzi riders. Sure. And, yeah. So I, yeah. that's true. we don't want to pigeonhole Harley riders. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If if uh, there's a a brand that has a, a lot of uh, folks that look like Santa, then uh, we'll be happy to include them and give them a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> And see if you can pick the real Santa out in the lineup. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Okay. Um, Speaking of holiday rides and runs, uh, Saturday, December 3rd is the Olympia Toy Run. Nice. I think it's the 31st. Yeah, and you know, I think that uh, the the weekend we might actually get a little break in this rain snow stuff, and it might actually be a decent day. And uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe not for me, but for for the hardier folks that uh, can can weather the cooler temperatures. Yeah, if you can and... locate your heated gear, there you go. Sure, I think it's going to be a no sunny. There's no snow on the road, and there's All no right. rocks in the road. Yeah. Or... Yeah, beautiful sunny day. Check go go do the toy run. But there will be salt on the road, so I that's true. Don't know if I want to ride around and yeah. that. <laughs> uh, then you got to clean all that salt off. But if you're a dual sport ADV type of there guy, you, you could pop in sure. your car and go over to the Tour Tech Open House also on December third for running from ten to four down mm-hmm. in the Georgetown area of Seattle. Yeah, and I think they might be uh they might have some new products they're showing off and maybe some giveaways even. Um so yeah, it should be fun. They always do fun stuff at their uh at their location down in Georgetown. And if if you're listening to this show after December third, you may you may still be able to walk in there and get a couple yeah. of deals. Exactly. So um one of the deals I know is that they're doing a hundred dollars off on the the Zumo XTs again. Oh cool. Yeah. So, yeah, if you need a new garment. And then on Saturday, December 10th, at Southbound Honda in Olympia, there is going to be an ADV packing and planning seminar. Cool. I'm going to guess this is, might be being put on by Dale Gray, but I don't know. Yeah, cool. I don't have all the details. Yeah, it's you know in the downtime in the off season, it's uh, it's good to to you know get your gear in order and uh, you know practice yeah. <laughs> practice stuffing all of that stuff in whatever you're. Well, gonna it's a good it time in. to go and listen to somebody who has a lot of wisdom. You know, I, I exactly I, speaking for myself, I used to do a lot of these seminars and people. Yep. You know, if somebody, I usually you know rip out a hundred different tips while we're doing sure. that seminar, and if you walk away with one good one for you. Right. Right. It was worth it. Exactly. So. And that's the thing, uh, you know, if somebody learned the hard way, you can benefit from that without having to learn the hard way yourself. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to learn the hard way. That's then, right. <laughs> we want you to have all the right gear when you ride. 
<laughs> don't go, oh, I should have brought right. the women right. gloves. Yeah, it seems so obvious afterwards. All right. Um, all you folks in Oregon, we got a toy run for you December 10th at Wild Horse Harley-Davidson. Nice. That'll be coming up. And, you That's know, it's, it's probably at 26 degrees in Bend, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're out in Bend and you're not frozen, uh, go do the toy run. Well, and there's always the people who go, can we do it in our car? And <laughs> almost inevitably the answer is yes. Of, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, here's another frigid ride, uh, December 10th. Oh. Is that me? Oh, well. Don't worry about those little computer sounds. Right. <laughs> um, A-Bait is having their North Coast run out of Astoria, Oregon. Fun. It's always so pretty down there. And uh, Yeah, could be, could be a little nippy. Could be. Could be. Knows? Could be. Yep. And last but not least, Saturday, December 10th and the 17th, we've got Northwest Arena Cross going on at Monroe. So if you want cool. to go indoors and right. watch some motorcycle racing, Fun. I would bundle up. I mean, sure. I don't, you know, I don't yep. know how, how warm they keep that space. I remember in Puyallup, uh, everybody used to bring space heaters with them and plug them right. in. So. Yeah. Yeah, that might be chilly. So, yeah. But fun. Bundle up. All right, let's take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the new bikes that were shown at ICMA. Yeah! Support for SoundRider and the SoundRider Show is made possible by... Skagit Power Sports. Check out the North Sound's largest selection of bikes from names like Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM, and Suzuki. Located just off I-5 in Burlington, Skagit Power Sports also features a large selection of riding gear, apparel, and an experienced staff to help you along the way. Visit Skagit Power Sports today. So Mike Monahan out of Tualatin, Oregon, and most recent trip on my KLR 650 2015 was down the Oregon coast, and we camped at some great uh, state parks. Uh, the weather was phenomenal, just had a great, great time. And then just before that, we did the Oregon Backcountry Discovery Route number four from Sisters to Seneca, and it was terrific too. Great time, great weather, and uh, the bike would perform just great. Hey, this is Justin Barnes from Slow Ride Home, and you're listening to the Sound Rider Show. Rider Show November edition. We got Tom Marin and Jennifer Poole, and we're going to be talking about the new bikes that uh, some of the good eye candy from the ICMA show. Tom, what do you what do you want to highlight first that really caught your eye? Well, first of all, I want to say that typically I don't like to talk about motorcycles that are not going to be in the United States, but at this point, there's several on here that we don't know if they're going to right. be released on stateside or not. I know, so much suspense around that, too, because you can get excited about these bikes, and then, wah, wah, I don't come here. Yeah, so our apologies if we get you excited and then you get (laughs) let down. 
Right. <laughs> it's not really our fault. Right. <laughs> but we're apologizing anyway. Petition the manufacturers to bring the bikes here. <laughs> well, the first one that caught my eye was a Royal Enfield Super Meteor 650. Certainly has a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I watch Royal Enfield, and the only bike that they make that I ever see around town is that. What is that called? Uh, uh, Dakar? No. Oh, gosh, I can't uh, remember. Himalayan. Yes, yeah, the Himalayan. I've seen a couple of those out in the wild. So I, I don't know what's going on. Are people just buying them and storing them in their basement? Or, but... or, or I don't know, I guess if we were down in California, would we be seeing more of them? I don't oh, know. yeah, maybe so. But the, uh, the Super Meteor is a bit of a cruiser-style bike. A uh, little bit retro on it. Like, when I say retro, I mean, like, 1980 Cruiser. Okay. <laughs> like, remember the the Honda CM450s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, it might be a really good introductory bike for someone who's starting out that wants to have a Cruiser-style bike. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. So, we'll see. And, you know, all these you can find online, by the way, that we're talking about. Right. And and it's always fun to look at the pictures, too. <laughs> we can't do that on the podcast. We can't show you the pictures. <laughs> I can't show you how great they look. We'll probably do a little January article to follow this up. There you go. You put in our two cents over there. There you go. So uh, name the first one that came to mind for you. Uh, I, uh, this the, looked like the uh, Triumph Street Triple got a bunch of uh, kind of a, a big overhaul. They've got... Uh, you know, they changed the gearing. They put quick shifters on them all. Um, gave them a little more horsepower, new electronics, adjustable suspension, better brakes. Um, so it seems like they did quite a bit uh, or gave them a, a little bit more attention than they've maybe gotten in the past couple of years. So, um, and I think there's a lot of, well, you know, um, there's been, you know, some issues with some of the Triumph dealerships closing and different things happening. And I think some of that, distribution is picking back up again and and i know there are a lot of dedicated uh triumph fans out there and so um it's kind of nice to see see them uh give their their street triple a little more love so i think the the thing about the street triple is it's always kind of been ahead of a lot Mm -hmm. of other bikes and technology right Right. And uh, so the fact that they continue to upgrade it, and it just they're just keeping it ahead of the pack in terms of right. brakes and stuff like that. Yeah, and I guess some of the upgrades too come from the you know the the uh, lessons learned from racing, and so they're they're really uh, you know paying attention to uh, getting the the higher quality or the better uh, the better upgrades out to the consumers as well, which is which is great for us. And I tell you, if you if you haven't been on one before, and you're going to uh, buy one or tr- do a test ride you need to know those brakes grab yes. right away yeah yeah they're super grabby it's but boy don't those I, I guess i can't really talk about the uh, street triple without giving a shout out to the the great sound <laughs> of the engine <laughs> yeah uh, that one's so great <laughs> <laughs> uh the next one that popped out at me was uh honda coming with a transalp 750 yeah i saw that one too because I'm not into that 1,000cc adventure yep. bike stuff. Right. I like right. the smaller bikes. So yeah. 
that one would would fit my need for a smaller. You know, I used to have the 650, and now I have right. the NC700X, which isn't really an adventure bike because right. it doesn't have any spoke wheels on it or anything. Sure, like yeah, you need to get an adventure bike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just got to figure out which one. <laughs> I had my adventure on my adventure bike. I had, I had right. really nice, wonderful adventures. You know, we did those Sasquatch yeah. tours for 10 years, and I had right. a lot of fun on that 650. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. But uh, but I'm glad to see them doing that, and yep. um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't start with a 700 and then move it to a 750 the mm. way they did the NC 700s. Mm, sure, sure. So, but uh, that'd be good for the market. I hope we see that in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, that's one of the ones that would be nice to get here. And let's uh, let me cover another Honda while we're at it. Yep. Um, they introduced some uh, Honda CL500s. Now, I was very intrigued by that because how many years now has Ducati been making scramblers? Yep. And a CL500 is a scrambler. Um, a semi-popular model back in the early 1970s with the mm-hmm. CL360s, and I think they had a CL250 as well. Mm-hmm. So um, interesting to see them... They're always a little late on entering the market. I mean, look how long it took them to get a dual sport bike. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, and you know, question mark on U.S. for that one as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it looked does... good. It's a good looking bike. They got the yeah. pipes up high, yeah. like the way they used to do the scramblers. And... Yeah, I feel like the scramblers have gotten more attention, or at least more. I don't know. Uh, seem from. Uh, kind of a without any data to back it up because I don't really know, but it seems like the scramblers have have gotten some increasing popularity over the oh, absolutely the last few years with the younger crowd. We've seen the Triumph scramblers come mm-hmm. up, and there's those are selling now. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Ducati ones have been selling. Yeah, uh, I think there isn't there a Yamaha a scrambler style bike in the lineup now. Probably. <laughs> Somewhere in the world, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll see where it goes. We'll see if they bring them here. I think they should. I think they're a right. good-looking bike. Yeah, one that um, isn't likely to to you're not likely to see um, out in the wild. Uh, well, unless you're at a racetrack, and and even even less likely. Here's a bike that just for absurd factor is you know not going to get ridden much. Is the the Aston Martin, the AMB 001 Pro. Apparently, only 88 of those are going to be produced, and and if you really want to, um, you know, look at uh, or check out some some eye candy for sure, look that one up. But um, it's a thousand cc twin. It's got 225 horsepower, only weighs 386 pounds, and it'll probably sell for you know 150 thousand. Not street legal, you know, track only, and probably <laughs> nobody nobody's gonna gonna actually ride one. And you know, uh, when they say they're only gonna make 88. Yeah. I think between you and me, we could sit down and write the list of all the 88 people that are going to get it. <laughs> right, uh, right. Let's see. Jay Leno, the <laughs> right. Guggenheim Museum. Yeah. That's uh, the thing. It's, you know, it's it's really going to end up being a showpiece um, and, uh, you know, a great looking one. But, uh, uh, yeah, somebody is going to get to ride one once at least, I hope. <laughs> Maybe Howard Crow will get one. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah, put put that put that on your list for Santa to send you one of those. 
Um, okay, next up is uh, Suzuki created a new 800 twin motor, and they're yeah. popping it into a new V-Strom. I saw that. The VSDL800DE. Yeah. And a new GSX-S bike called the GSX-S8S. That sounds like it might end up being a pretty fun track bike. I mean, street legal too, but that might be fun. Yeah, because it's more like yep. a, it's almost more like a standard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's naked. Ah, uh, gotcha. As opposed okay. to GSXR, yeah. which is all covered sure. in Sure, sure, sure. Like, right, right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that that's cool. Um, and, and, you know, Suzuki's out of the, um, you know, kind of stepping out of MotoGP and, uh, you know, they ended up doing really well toward the end of the season there. So, um, anyway, it'd be interesting to see uh, what where Suzuki puts their time and resources. Um, and well, and are they what, still what they in uh, in uh, Superbike? Uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't follow a whole lot of World Superbike this year. May, probably, I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't say anything because they gotta I don't be really in know. racing somewhere because that's the only thing that's gonna keep them moving right. on on technology, right? I know it is interesting to to for them to to step out of that uh, MotoGP. Um, so yeah, we'll see. yeah, and then you you know for the the other ones that kind of caught my eye, just kind of touch on real briefly. It looked like Moto Guzzi had a um, well, there was the V100 Mandelo, and it said I I just really skimmed, um, but there was a, a little blurb about um, the, the it had a compact block engine. Did you see anything about that? Didn't run into that. Yeah, so that might be something to to look into more and see what they what they what what's going on with that. You know, it's funny because when I was looking at this KTM stuff, trying to get the horsepower on them the other day, I noticed yeah. that uh, the motor in the four fifty only weighs twenty eight kilograms. Wow, that'd huh. be like that'd be like sixty pounds. Yeah, huh? You don't need a friend to come help you take that out of the bike anymore. You just <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you just undo the bolts and pull it yourself. Yeah, interesting. Huh. No All more right. pinch nerves for you. Uh-uh. Right. Right, right. Do warm up first, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but tell me about these uh, these three Kawasaki's that they introduced because I didn't oh, see anything yeah. on that. Yeah, they had a, an electric, a hybrid, and then a hydrogen bike, and. Um, I, I think the hydrogen's, uh, you know, just a concept bike at this point. But um, uh, they're working. Kawasaki and Yamaha are working together with Toyota uh, on these like swappable hydrogen canisters that uh, that are going to power the bike. And and if you look at the pictures of it, um, you know what they do is they kind of show um, they show what looks like side cases on the back your standard hard side cases Uh are actually holding these um hydrogen canisters in them and i think there's four or five uh, hydrogen canisters on each side um anyway it's it's a concept at this point but um you know and i didn't look i you know i assume their electric bike is is pretty far along if not out already Um, I i hope i forget that those hydrogen canister bagger bikes <laughs> i hope you don't have to layer down i just right. hope you don't buddy yeah that would be quite uh, a fireworks show 
Yeah, no kidding, right? So I think that'll be something to watch, and and uh, and then they've got. Uh, Can you put hy- enough hydrogen in them to make them float up in the air? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. You could do all kinds of crazy things with that thing. Um, yeah, they got to be having fun with that, I would think. Um, and then they've got uh, they're they're going to work on uh, they're working on a hybrid model. I think that maybe is uh, 2024, but uh, I think they they previewed and, and showed off uh, some of that in the uh, at the ICMA show, so you can get see pictures of that. So they're they're working on all kinds of new technology and um, partnering up with um, Yamaha and Toyota. So I'm still waiting on the diesel KLR. <laughs> that, there you go, right? They never oh, did man. a. They never did a mass production on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, my last one here, which you don't see, is uh, I'm going back to another Honda because it it is yep. kind of interesting. Um, you know, last year they did 1100 Rebel, and I thought, wow, that was that was a daring move, and now they're going to do an <laughs> 1100 Rebel Bagger. No kidding, I didn't see that one, huh? So, you know, I, I always remember when the Rebel was a 250 and everybody yeah. got them at MSF or whatever. Sure. But uh, they're really taking that, that sort yeah. of that brand and moving it up in huh. size. and mm-hmm. That's a big jump. Yeah. So hmm. that was intriguing. Yeah. That'll be fun to see uh, what, what are the, which of these we get to play with here in the U.S. Well, I tell you, when we come into the first quarter of 2023, I will mm-hmm. – like I said, I'll, do, I'll get an article up with some of these things in it, so you can sure. just. Yeah, it'll be your virtual motorcycle show because we don't have a motorcycle show. I know that's such a so, bummer, but yeah, get get your get your fix online. Well, we will have a motorcycle show in Spokane. I did just talk to to uh, Chris Cody the other day. Oh, about cool! That, oh, so. great, great. All right, um, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we got some tips and tricks and a special. Announcement. Be right back. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Rock Straps. Tired of bungee cords that fray and break? You need to up your game with the number one tie down among riders. Rock Straps make it easy to get the right fit no matter how large or small the load you're securing. Order a pair today from the Soundwriter store at store.soundwriter.com. Hi, this is Chris Fant. I live outside of Portland, Oregon, and one of my favorite rides in the Pacific Northwest is the Wenatchee National Forest outside of Leavenworth, Washington. This is Ryan Hemans with Parts Unlimited, and you're listening to The Soundwriter Show. Back on the Soundwriter Show, Tom Barron, the publisher here, along with Jennifer Poole, the all-around writer girl, (laughs) or something like that. Not so much in the winter. (laughs) No, me neither. They're sleeping. I got them sleeping. I'm going to go throw the uh, 
the Optimate on them ne- next week. Oh yes, yeah. Keep you those know, batteries I going. Mm-hmm. I hadn't run. Uh, I've I'd been neglecting the bikes for I don't know, probably six weeks solid. Um, and uh, I I was out in the garage for something else, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna kind of take a peek at the Optimate, and I realized that my KLR hadn't been plugged in. I was like, oh no. But it turns out, uh, so I plugged it in, went back in a few days and uh, fired up the bikes and ran them and they were fine. But you never know because it's, I mean, it's gotten so cold. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, and I kind of, you know, was, uh, hadn't been paying much attention to them. But so that's the advantage of the Optimate mm-hmm. is it'll go in and suss that battery yep. out and scale yep. down those cells and, and bring yeah. them back around as opposed to a battery tender that'll just sort of like ruin your battery after yeah. a couple of years. I was so glad that I had that Optimate. Those things are so great. Look at that. They got an extra tip right there. We haven't even gotten into our tips yet. What do you got for tip this month? Uh, you know, in in the winter, I, I was going to recommend that everybody do take a few minutes or more if you need to and take inventory of your riding gear and get rid of the stuff you don't use or need anymore, um, or at least set it aside for the spring, um, you know, for maybe a swap meet or a gear exchange. Um, but, uh, you know, now's the time when you've got a little bit of uh, downtime and indoor time is to maybe go through and get rid of any of anything you don't use anymore. Um, and also check and see if things need to be repaired or if they, uh, you know, need to be treated or seam sealed or stitched up or any of that kind of stuff. Just uh, go through all that stuff now uh, so that when spring rolls around, uh, it's all ready to go and you don't have to get slowed down or deal with um broken zippers or any yeah, of that kind of stuff. True. I've been keeping my tailor busy. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, you bringing know, some stuff of that to stuff. him and yep. having him mm-hmm. fix a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's good to keep that stuff in shape and get it taken care of before you you have to. <laughs> before it's too late or you get out, you know, and you end up uh, having to deal with uh, gear that fails or, or uh, is uncomfortable. You don't want it to fail when you're out riding. Or just exactly. Sometimes it's inevitable. You think the zipper's good and you right. you don't see any damage, but honestly, the threads are wearing and you can't see yeah. it. So. Sure. And there's also, I don't know if you tend to wax zippers on stuff. Some of them I've, I've had to do. Where I've had I have to, done uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So do that stuff now. Yeah. A good toothbrush, some WD-40 mm-hmm. will clean a lot of any corrosion that you have out. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, mine is about keys, but I know I had a key tip a few months ago, and this is not that tip. This is a different tip. A new key tip. Um, you know, we tend to put more than one key on a key ring. You don't want to do that with the motorcycle ignition key because mm-hmm. all that weight bouncing around on there is going to jiggle around and wear your key down when it's inside the cylinder. Right. So right. I highly recommend um, yep. you only have one key on that K-ring. Maybe you could get away with one luggage key. But other oh, sure. than that, uh, keep, that keep the weight yeah. off of those motorcycle keys because you'll just – Tear up your ignition and yep. wear down your key. Well, and then it's just banging around and flopping around, and you you know if it's if it's uh, if you don't have uh, the right windshield protection, you end up uh, you could potentially you know have something come break off that you didn't mean to, or yeah. you know lose lose that luggage key or whatever it is. Well, I've but seen it where people I, scratch up their triple tree because they've yeah, got three or four right. keys hanging off it. Yep, for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, honestly, I, not just motorcycle keys. I do that with uh, other vehicle keys and, and really almost every key I have, I, they're all on their own hook. <laughs> uh, just because, uh, you know, then you end up, you do end up, it bangs into stuff and scratches on things and the weight of it. It's, uh, yeah, that's a really good tip, not just for the motorcycle, but uh uh, if you can, for any of the other, you know, have you seen where, you know, somebody's uh, got a, a bunch of keys banging around in their, you know, in their car or hitting their knee or banging up against the the, yeah. the, the steering column or whatever, you know? Not necessary. Yeah, totally. <coughs> All right. Uh, normally we'd end the show right now, but we have kind of a special announcement to make um, as things evolve. Uh, obviously, when we got to the pandemic, uh, there wasn't a lot of revenue coming in. And fortunately, we were getting the, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, myself and Connie were getting the money from the government to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And that was helping to keep the show going and keep the magazine going and all that. Right. And then that money went away and we came out and I, the revenue never came back to the motorcycle magazine. Mm-hmm. But we think it's important. We want to keep it going. Uh, however, uh, I have taken several gig worker jobs this year. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I was walking dogs. I actually yep. get paid. I, I walk dogs for Rover. And uh, I don't mind having someone pay for me to get my cardio. I know, right? Woof, woof. And then more recently, I took up work with a group called Task Rabbit. Yep. And uh, I do all kinds of stuff. I build people's furniture. I put baseboards in homes. I paint. I build shelves. I fix broken doors, all kinds of stuff. And so – Put the IKEA furniture together. <laughs> so the amount of time that I have to put into the magazine and the podcasts and all that is really tough right now. Yep. And you're having schedule issues right now. And True. Yep. Super busy. Also took a revenue hit in uh, the – the the pandemic times for yeah. sure yeah so we're catching up and working hard but um we kind of got to put our priorities where they need to be so jen and i talked about it and what we're going to do is take the next three months as a hiatus and see if we can't get our lives more in control so that we have those extra couple hours a month to put together the show and uh, in the meantime, the magazine will keep going. Uh, we will have articles coming in. Yep. Um, we've only been producing the magazine about every other month right now. And if I had more content, I would produce it more often. So I'm inviting anybody who likes Ooh, to idea. read Soundwriter to contribute. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So then you've got your um, you've got your submission guidelines. I've seen them before. Those are posted on uh, yep. on your website. So they check are those on the out. About us yep. page. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So be happy to entertain uh, articles from other people, and you don't even have to live here. If you want to do a, a bike review on a bike, I don't care where you live. All right. Um, if you want to do a review on a club here, that's fine. If you you know if you're local and you're dialed in with them, if you want to do a review on a dealer here, that's that's fine too. So, yeah, and and also you know submit events on the calendar if you've got events going on too. All that stuff. Oh um, yeah, and still have all of those things posted and available. 
And by January, we should have a pretty thick 2023 calendar. And yes. I, I look at other people's calendars, and I realize ours is really the most jam-packed calendar for everything that's going on in the Pacific Northwest. So keep yeah, those submissions coming in. Yeah, and I've noticed, uh, you know, people have gotten kind of back to where they are scheduling, and they are uh, scheduling well in advance, where, you know, we had a period of time where people were kind of waiting until the last minute, decided if they were going to run their events. So mm-hmm. um, that's all picking up, and I think that calendar is going to get real busy. Yep, yep. So with that, I say uh, ride safe, ride well, ride often, and we'll see you back here in Q2 2023. Bye-bye. The Sound Rider Show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patients of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on the Sound Rider Show.